folks. XQ quality, better than HQ, but no one knows what the X stands for, except for extremely good. <clears throat> Here we go. Welcome to episode 226 of Channel Massive. We are back. And this studio. time, we're facing each other. We are. I'm not silently shunning Noah tonight. I'm looking him in the eyes. Look me in the eye! No! There's <laughs> one good eye. <laughs> now look me in the other eye! Uh, no! That's the, <laughs> that's the one that he's replaced with like an eight ball uh, glass eye. It's really creepy. It I've moves independently seen. of the working one. It's really scary. That'd be really creepy. What was that Gangs of New York, I think, where he had like that? Was there some of that? I, I wish that I've seen that because I've not seen anybody oh, that yeah. has that. Oh, yeah, that mental picture. Yeah, I'll, I'll find it for you. Very disturbing. <laughs> I'm sure you'll just surprisingly pop it in the show notes at yeah. some point along with your typical furry porn that you put in here. Well, yeah, I like to pop that in randomly. <laughs> I'm becoming quite the connoisseur of furry porn. <laughs> uh, no, not really, actually. Recently, a conversation about Furries took place in my life, in real life, and I think it was... You were in bed? <laughs> <laughs> was it just some pillow talk? <laughs> it was whispered to me under my fox ears. Yeah. Uh, no, it was like, it was really random. I think it was, it was one of my two Dungeons and Dragons groups. They were talking about furries for some reason. Wow. And I was I wasn't able to I was doing something else, but I could hear it. I'm like, excuse me, I have to come back and what were you talking about first? I need to hear what it was. I mean oh, not because I'm like an active right. member of the community. But it was these are people that haven't even been to Dragon Con. I'm like, you guys are not qualified to talk about this. Yeah. I don't think. Well, I <laughs> They're hope not, not even gamers. And you're like, yeah, I hope Maybe you're. they are. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they are, and I just don't know. But uh it was just kind of interesting. My perspective on it was to me, at the surface level, I mean, if you don't sit there and sit there and extrapolate it and try to figure out a way to make yourself uncomfortable about it, on the surface level, to me, it's the same as any type of wearing any type of costume. Right. It's just creepier to most of us than yeah. any other type of costume, right? Did not the wolf at Dragon Con with the glowing eyes freak you out? No. Oh, he totally freaked me out, or she, whatever it was. I think it was male. It it was freaky, though, especially when they do the little paw the little thing. paw movements and yeah, everything. Yeah, I'm just like, yeah, I, I want know. to beat you with a... I was like, I want to get a rolled up newspaper and just hit you in the nose with it. <laughs> bad dog. <laughs> bad, bad dog. dog. Bad dog. Go, thereby enabling go them. fetch me a drink from the bar if <laughs> I have to watch your shit. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It didn't... It did, I don't know. I just... I haven't extrapolated it to wherever it is that you're taking it. I don't know why. In your just, mind. It's just that that one disturbed me, that wolf. I don't know. I what thought it was, was cool because his eyes glowed, and I didn't know yeah. how he did it. Yeah, that was kind of interesting. How but, eh, it's just a costume. The animatronic half-woman, half-velociraptor uh, oh. was a way better furry. That was really cool. Well, she was like three-fourths human. Yeah, it was I crazy. mean, she was like a hot lady in a nice dress with like, heels. Yeah, with the, with just a dinosaur head and a tail and and a foot, right? Didn't she have? Yeah, one, she had the little raptor claw. Yeah. toes. It was all animatronic. She could move her tail independently. It was. Really it was cool. really cool. That was definitely one of my favorites. Yeah. But yeah, that was my uh, my furry tangent. 
If I was ever a furry, I would go as Brundlefly from uh, The Fly, <laughs> where he's like, really, these horrible, like, horribly misshapen, like, fly parts and human parts kind of grafted I'm sure together. There, is a, there is a community for so that. So I'd be like a horrifying furry, you know? And then I'd make sure I had, like, some sulfuric acid that I could spray on people and dissolve their body parts. And I'd just be like, well, I'm just in my character. It's all right. Is everybody okay? Because that's, oh, that's how he rolled, you know? So, that's true. Yeah, if yeah. you're going to be an authentic cosplayer, yeah, exactly. you're going to need the vomit acid. Well, yeah. Who doesn't like that when they digest their food? I don't know. I guess this conversation has taken another dark turn, much yeah, similar to last, last week's bad podcast. <laughs> um, did, so did you get the bundle from the um, mortuary yet with the... Uh, um, Jason's remains. Oh, because they split it into two urns, <laughs> one well, white, one black. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. So it represents well, the two sides of his. I was kind of surprised that he was already split up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess I don't know. I'd like to think that I got the upper half of him and you got the lower. <laughs> but <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, listeners, we're we're just ke- keeping to our schedule. Yeah, and that was the first thing on the checklist. <laughs> <laughs> Jason joke. Yeah. We, as some of you, as some of you know, we had him imaginarily cremated last week while yeah. he was still alive. Yeah. And now we're dealing with the remains and the consequences because it's a lot more expensive than we thought. It's um, surprising, you know. I I'd always thought that cremation would be cheaper. Yeah. Because me there's too. less materials, right? There, you don't have to have a coffin made. Yeah. But I always found out the market says they're the same price. Yeah. So now we know. Yeah. Go figure. Oh well. <laughs> So we got into talking about that last week because we're telling people about our new format next month. Yeah, starting next month, we will uh, be yeah. changing things. Will it be? I guess the seventh. Yeah, that's right. Of uh, yeah, January. That's assuming we all survive the end. Well, of the Mayan. We have to have um, some kind of goal. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe the apocalypse will happen, but we'll still be around, and we'll do this. Well, in addition to hoarding water and handguns, we're also reactivating our WoW accounts, or in my case, yes. unbanning your account, which I have successfully completed in preparation. Yeah, so I was hacked because I got tired of the authenticator, turned it off, had a strong password, and still was able to be hacked. And uh, it was not the strongest of passwords, but it was a password that was decent. Do you have the authenticator now? Yeah. They made it like part of the rules to reactivate. Oh, you everything. have to have activator. They were like, you? you should have your authenticator. Then they also have this SMS thing that notifies you whenever you log in, or if you attempt to change your password or anything freaky like that. Isn't the authenticator an extra price though? Um, if you buy a hardware one, I just use a software one that lo- loads up on my smartphone. And you should do oh, it too to avoid okay. this crap happening. Since yeah, you I have, will do that. Because you have StarCraft two. I have StarCraft 2 and, and Diablo 3. And Diablo 3, yeah. Yeah, you're, you, you would StarCraft definitely want to... StarCraft 1. It's a bit of an inconvenience to type in your login, password, and then hit your authenticator up, but it's like using a corporate VPN or something where they yeah, give you a bad. soft key or, a, or an RSA key or something. So Anyway, I did that. I'm all ready to rock. I also uh, found out at the same time that my StarCraft 2 account had been banned as well as part of the process, so I got that fixed as well. Wow. Um which was the only the weird part was Diablo 3 they didn't mess with that one I can't explain and that's weird because an auction house is a key element of that and that's why I had the account reactivated because I was playing Diablo 3 in the first place and I got tired of that and I don't know it's just it's a bummer but 
So I'm ready. I've got the Pandarian expansion, and I'm oh, oh wow. so very excited about being Kung Fu Panda. Um, Yo, speaking of furries, yeah, you're gonna be one. No, I don't think so. <laughs> Are you gonna be a panda? I don't think I'm gonna be a Pandarian. I'm... Well, what's the point of going doing this whole Mr. Pandaria thing? Well, you can be a monk anywhere else. I guess I'll be a damn panda. Might as well. It's brand new for both of us. Yeah. That'll right. even pay for it. So, listeners, if you didn't hear from last week, we'll make this quicker than last time. Yeah. We are going to start having... We're going to start playing MMOs again, or and or online games. Yeah. And we're going to commit to certain games for a period of two months, right. essentially. And so on Monday nights, we'll be playing that game for two months straight. And then we're going to stop at the end of two months and move on to another game. And then every episode of Channel Massive each week will be about our playtime. And as we um, tell the tales of our experiences in these virtual worlds, we will purposefully try to do so with a humorous slant. And we'll also try yeah. to record them as we go, yeah. um, even even to the point of running fraps in some cases for some video. Exactly, but all, all yeah. the audio should be there via Skype. So we'll have yeah. like good outtakes and stuff. Like you know. Yeah, we have this vision go. of this really cool new show that integrates recordings of our play session and we have stories hopefully that will involve some of our listeners a multimedia miracle if you will <laughs> yes um so we'll see what happens we're really excited about it and we want to bring our co-hosts along with us so if anyone yes. wants to sign on to join us for all or a portion of our mm-hmm. experiences in these different virtual worlds as we yeah go from mmo to multiplayer game to what have we also might do like brief ones like maybe a week of terraria for instance i was yeah. saying you know and just That'd go cool. what the hell's happening to me that might be you a know. nice palate cleanser after world of warcraft oh anything will be yeah i have a feeling <laughs> um, yeah so we're starting with world of warcraft we're getting back to our roots what we started channel massive with yeah and being two people that are trapped in the corporate world we of course decided on that with a decision matrix um, <laughs> we did. It was really kind of funny. It was a Google Doc. It seemed the most logical way to go. We did yeah. a decision matrix. Signed point values. We're both surprised with the end result, of course. Is any good decision matrix? We didn't. <laughs> it's we didn't, revelatory. We did not um, cheat and like load it up in advance, like all real decision matrices or matrices are done. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so we did that, and uh, and we have this long list of games. That's what's so cool about this idea, Mark, is that. I feel like five years ago when we started the show, I don't think we could have done it this way because you had yeah. newborn babies. Oh, yeah. And there weren't this many games that you could start up on free-to-play that right. were quality. Oh, I know. The quality of the free-to-plays are incredible. Yeah, and it's like five years ago, they were all Asian-developed MMOs Road that we weren't familiar with. Yeah. There wasn't a lot of many. There weren't many of options. And now we have tons of AAA MMOs developed from all around the world. Right. Asia, North America, I don't know if there's anything in Europe, but playing North American options. So it's so exciting, the the possibilities. I remember you and Jim did like a mini version of it. Um, we did. There was, it was Bloody Mare. Bloody Mare, yeah. Is what we played. Yeah. That sucked. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not going to go back to that one. So oh. the other ones that we were considering were like Star Wars, yeah, real Star Trek, Champions. Yeah, real really top quality ones that are, you know, maybe people are curious to hear about and we'll yeah. we'll try and get into them and find out some of the more amusing things you can do or not do. Yeah, this isn't going to be like a dry diary like, okay. <laughs> I am taking my first steps as a Pandarian. <laughs> I can f- almost feel the cool air in my blowing through fur. my fur <laughs> <laughs> I see a female pandaren form in front of me and I feel aroused first a eucalyptus leaf then 
my domination begins <laughs> this new domain so yeah even if the game doesn't find yeah. a way to make it amusing we will hopefully find a way oh that's koalas that eat those right or am i confused yeah it's koalas yeah. that eat eucalyptus i don't know they don't but who know. knows these are anthropomorphic pandas yeah, as far as i know pandas eat noodles because i watched um kung fu panda so i know, <laughs> I know a lot and in panda express and i ate that for lunch today so I've still yet to get pandas on the menu, but I'm hoping so. <laughs> Mostly they just have chicken. Um, but yeah, anyway, that's a recap of our where yeah. we're headed. So first few months will be World of Warcraft. After that, who knows? Maybe you can have some input into it. Uh, we will In the coming weeks, we should be deciding what server we're going to play on, uh, what races, what classes we'll probably play. And then we'll yeah. literally create our character in the first play session yeah. together. And... Just so you know, we talked about it from a free-to-play perspective last week, and I, in general, I, I hope that we, most of the games we play will be free-to-play, yeah. so that it's really easy for listeners to join us. That said, Mark has decided to resubscribe, since it's only a two-month window, and so I'm going to do that too. But yeah. I'm waiting to get, I don't own Pandaria yet, I actually don't own Leech King, as Jason once <laughs> called it, or Cataclysm. Um, so uh, I'm waiting to see if there's going to be any cool end of the year sales because I missed the ones that happened during Black Friday. Oh yeah, where they were selling that stuff pretty cheap. I missed that too. So if you are listeners, if you're out there and you're in a similar uh, situation and you want to join us, wait with me. Yeah, <laughs> we should wait together, and then yeah, all this stuff will also be posted on the website. Yeah. All right, recap concluded. Now, with that completed, we can get into some news, which we will be doing in the weeks leading up to our massive voyage into the virtual worlds of World of Warcraft. Yes. And the news that we have thus far accumulated is somewhat interesting and sad. Um, starting off with NCSoft, who made the, some would say, uh, idiotic decision to yes. close down much beloved by Noah and myself, uh, City my of original Heroes. MMO. Yeah, yeah, it was it was Noah's gateway drug um, into into MMOs and online gaming, and even got him kind of back into PC gaming. I think, really. Yeah, it really did. Um, so that was a huge game for us, and we played it a ton with um, Jason and Jim and rest Mike from Ohio. Yeah, rest <laughs> in peace, Jason. And. Uh, <laughs> And it was it was a lot of fun, and we we clocked a lot of time. We used to get together on Saturdays and just play. Yeah, we'd all have like day. eight hour marathons. Yeah, do task awesome. forces, do theme based stuff like Loved Robert it. Palmer and 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 his um, band members. Except <laughs> I was the one with the crazy. You were name. like Caligula or something yeah, stupid was, like that. I was like, yeah, it was really good. But um, yeah, we had we had a lot of fun with it. And so they announced that they were going to close it down, and we were at Dragon Con. Um, right after the announcement, because that was announced in August, and DragonCon was at the end of August. Yeah, I think it was literally a week before. And um, so they were supposed to have this big uh, panel on City of Heroes and, you know, what everyone was doing, and kind of a planning session for what they would all be doing for the next year, and, you know, what their guilds or superhero teams were doing, villain teams. It was going to be a big powwow, and instead it was just this really sad sad event that I went to hoping to mock and ended up becoming one of the saddest people there as I just started to realize all the stuff I was going to miss out on. And So anyway, um, NCSoft made that decision and they decided to sunset it um, the last day of November, so it would be officially closed December 1st, I guess, and they've gone ahead and done it because wow. here we are. It's, mm -hmm. you know, it's December now. And, and I'm sure they didn't do any 
well, I I may be wrong, but I because I wasn't there. I wasn't there. But did either. they do any? I don't think they did any cool like end of the world type things like they did with Matrix. Yeah, and I even don't, with Final Fantasy recently. I, I yeah, I didn't I didn't attend it either, but mostly because my NCSoft or whatever account I have for City of Heroes is all messed up, much like my World of Warcraft was one. Was it hacked too? No, it wasn't hacked. It was just like I. There was some problem with it, and I could never get my password to work again. I think I remember this. This was a few years ago. Yeah, and so I was just like, well, I'll just passively observe it. But what I do know is that the 20,000 petition signatures they managed to pull together wasn't enough to make NCSoft change their mind. Gosh. And they they brainstormed all sorts of solutions, like... Let us run it on our own, server yeah, or whatever. You know, like release the source code, make it open source. All these options, and considering how old that engine is and the technology, you know, ID yeah. typically um, releases or it or whatever. They release like their software after they have the next generation come out, like their source code. Yeah, and um, it was not even an option for NCSoft. So. They've been raked over the coals by the Korean Times. I was so surprised. Um, you know, and, and that was what was funny, was the whole statement that they had made was, this is a strategic decision, and um, we are just true. not seeing adoption of this game by Korean or Asian play the Asian markets. It's soft in the Asian markets. It's only really being successful in the U.S. and Europe, and that's not enough for us. So the Korean Times released a really good article where they pointed out some interesting facts that I did not know about, <laughs> such as since the announcement in August, and we don't think it's coincidental, the stock for NCSoft has fallen 43%. Holy cow, it's nearly half. Yeah, so that didn't work out very well for them. No. Um, they also revealed the fact that the game was actually making $2.76 million per quarter. Um, Why would you give something up like that? Because surely the maintenance and server costs were not even half of that. I mean, I'm sure they were. I'm sure they were just a fraction of it. Yeah, I mean, it makes no sense that they could do that. And that was sure it was only accounting for three percent of the company's revenue, but it's three percent. It's there. That's revenue. It's it's money coming in, and all you have to do is you know continue to keep the doors open, keep the live team engaged, you know, some customer support stuff, but the, it was actually making money. It's not like it was just some kind of sunk cost or something horrible like, like that. Like it was losing money. Yeah, for them. It, was, yeah. it was working for them, and it was very much beloved by the players who had been playing it. I mean, mm-hmm. you had a solid community there. They weren't going anywhere else. They had probably all tried Champions Online, probably all tried um, DC Universe, and yeah. they were playing City of Heroes, and I of all of the three games, I like City of Heroes the best, even though it looks the worst. I mean, well, there's a lot of nostalgia around it too. Yeah, there's nostalgia, but there was just freedom. You had the architect thing where you could the make missions. Was so cool. You know, they had the clear thing with you. You could be a, a, a hero, a villain, or a vigilante. They had all, you know, they had all this content. They had day daytime jobs for your superheroes. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, for your alternate identities. They had all the stuff. All these different graphics packs had come out so it was really fleshed out they had worked all the kinks out of it played quickly they had the, all the the, as yeah, far the as free the, to play stuff worked out yeah the um game community for it was awesome with the costume contest they were really friendly i loved the and, community the, and that was really fun yeah everybody was really nice there was a lot of um families who played it like um one of the anecdotal reports from this was you know people were um on the signature site we're talking about or the petition site we're talking about how um 
you know, they were family members who had who had been spread out geographically. This was their way to catch up and play games. Sure, they could do with other MMOs, but this is where they were comfortable, and and they'd played it for so long, yeah. and they had it. You know, they had kind of a system and a rhythm. And people were letting their children play it because the community was so positive. Mm-hmm. It was a good, you know, good experience for their younger children as opposed to something else. So it's really a drag that they've done this. I have not found anything to suggest that there's a you know some alternate future yet i don't know if you've seen anything noah but it'll um, be interesting to see if they backtrack i doubt that they will or they backpedal oh yeah i doubt it but it's a shame but when they're like a company that was like um they had like meridian 59 and some other games that had been retired that they were keeping up and running i can't remember what they were called but it seemed like there was a company that specialized in stuff like this there probably is. I, I just don't know what. And NCSoft's probably going to be greedy about selling the the, light, the rights, right? It's so weird. How can you be so iron fisted about retaining the intellectual property and also shutting down something that yeah generates income and is, is gives you a lot of community goodwill? You know, and I was thinking about. It, I was like, well, you know, maybe me these people can go somewhere else, but. Champions Online just doesn't have the same feel at all. No, it's a very and different game, different game. Very community. different, even though it's both were initially developed by Cryptic. And DC Universe is also very different. And the one, the only game that I feel is close to it in spirit is The Secret World, even though that's not technically about superheroes. It's about, yeah. like, super beings, sort of. Mm-hmm. But it's not the typical superhero thing. But it has kind of a similar feel to it. Um, that I've never been able to explain, really. Yeah. Um, but yeah. When I, I watched a video for the new Marvel freemium MMO that's coming uh-huh. up, and it looks okay, it just looks like they're basically trying to make an MMO that plays the same as... What was the game that we played? Ultimate Alliance? Oh, yeah. Because mm-hmm. you play as <laughs> the Marvel heroes. Oh, yeah. And they talk back and forth to each other, and you group up and stuff. And I don't know, that's not terribly exciting to me. No. I mean, they're they're putting a lot of resources and story and stuff into it, but it, it's another alternative. But to me, that's even less appealing because what I loved about City of Heroes and also what's available in those other two games that you just mentioned is that you truly have ownership over your champion, yeah. your hero. But City of Heroes had such an awesome character creation tool. There's just so many options. You know, one of the stories I read today, and I didn't include in the show notes, was uh, Mercedes Lackey, who's a famous author, and a, um, you know, f- I guess sci-fi and fantasy. Mm-hmm. She um, she was a huge supporter of this game and a big-time player, and she actually credits the fact that in kind of telling the story of her characters in the game and making that work with members of the supergroup who had their own stories, the fact that as a writer she wasn't able to control the storylines that were emerging between that dynamic when they were kind of role-playing and stuff that she was having to deal with, you know, um, somebody else's ideas. And mm-hmm. it, it, she says she credits it to making her a better writer. That makes sense. That's and that's cool. pretty awesome. And she said, this game has been that impactful to my life. And to see it go is, you know, really a bummer. So mm-hmm. sad news for City of Heroes, sadder news for NCSoft. But... Karmic. Uh, yeah, it's pretty karmic that things are not going well for them, and I hope they yeah. continue to not go well for them, because that was a really asinine move, in my opinion, and they took something that, while I wasn't actively playing it, seeing it go now makes me wish I was, so. Yeah. 
don't, you know, don't what know what you, you got, got till it's gone. gone. Oh my gosh. Jinx. <laughs> <laughs> um, in other news, um, Valve kind of uh, officially launched the big picture, looks like, over the Thanksgiving. Um, so have you given it a try yet? Well, I haven't. I had installed it on my um, entertainment center upstairs, which yeah. is a, a Windows box running um, Windows Media Center. Mm-hmm. But uh, the problem is I installed it with the same account that I have for my regular um, Steam account, right? Well, so every time I would log in here, it would it would kick that one off upstairs oh, and vice versa. So I, you need like a separate account if you're going to, you know, if you're not just the sole owner of everything you have, you know. So you can imagine the horror is that gets kicked off upstairs while my wife's watching a show or something like that, oh, right? No. Oh, so it it looks pretty cool, but um, I need to create a new account. And a separate Steam account. Populate it with some, maybe yeah. gift myself one of my mini duplicates of Dota 2 or something. Because <laughs> I think I have like three copies now that it keeps giving me in hopes that I will, you know, trade them or gift them to people. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. I, I, it sounds like a great concept and I wonder if it really is kind of the future for the, you know, to get, PCs, yeah, to get PCs as more of a couch based kind of thing, you know, where, cause it's, you know, it's optimized for the controller. Um, and that's a cool idea. Um, yeah. it's just so many of those games that I have really do need a keyboard, um, PC games really they start with that interface. And, and and I don't like any FPS with a controller versus a mouse because I'm an old school FPS player. So Halo stuff like that I can't stand it. You know, yeah. I'm sure Mass Effect on the Xbox will change my mind. I hope so. But, I hope um, you get it and play it. Yeah, I plan to. I moved my Xbox upstairs, so oh, I, I'm closer to that. So cool. Um, still haven't bought it, but I will. But um, yeah. You know, I think it's a cool idea. Um, I don't know. Have you you haven't tried it yet? Or I'd like to try it. I mean, <clears throat> my current television, I only got it last year, so it's still very big and fancy and new to me. And uh, it'd be really cool to see. It'd there. be fun to try it on that, but I also am very satisfied with my computer experience. Yeah. And I don't know. It's I guess it's kind of like the concept of a tablet where. You don't really know or feel like you need it until you experience it. Yeah. That's got, at least that's how I felt about my smartphone, actually. That's a better yeah. example because I actually have one of those. And my current stance is I can't, I can't think of a good enough reason to bother to go to the trouble of setting it up when I'm perfectly satisfied with my right. current PC setup. That's kind of where I am, too. And I think the games I typically play just don't lean towards a controller. Yeah, um, yeah, you know the one the one you kind of busted me playing when you came over tonight was Intrusion Two, which is perfect for a controller, and yet I use a mouse for it. Um, so yeah, but you could definitely easily play. It oh anyway. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's actually got the controls are all laid out to match up with the corded Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty. Yeah, with the controller. dual analog sticks. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. um, it's it's a cool game. I really like that game. But um, yeah, anyway, it's cool. It's cool to see Valve is still pushing ahead with this. And um, yeah, I wonder who's going to be the person who's what the company's going to be that pushes yeah. that over if it happens is it going to be the Ouya box right um or is it going to be Oculus Rift going to take us all in a totally different direction and yeah. 
people only want to do that stuff when they have these virtual reality headsets on. I don't know. Can you imagine just be like Ready Player if, One? If that, if that, if the Oculus Rift thing takes off, and we'll talk in late, a story later about that too. But if that thing takes off and people start to widely adopt that, and like haptic controllers, like in Ready Player One, that oh, yeah. you know, powered gloves. In other words, mm-hmm. <laughs> twenty years later, a powered glove. Um, but uh, it's um, it's going to be really interesting because. You know, right now when you get, when you play these games, it's more it's social um, for a lot of times. But I don't know if that's going to create like some kind of a barrier. You know, like what creates a barrier? The if you have if you if if you're playing the game and you're no longer looking around, yeah. So you wouldn't necessarily need to. Um, you know, that's going to like be one thing, and then you're going to have the hand control or whatever. <laughs> Hopefully, it's funny to see you do these gestures because I'm like, what exactly? Jazz hands. Are I'm jazz handy. You imagining that you're doing here when you're going like this? <laughs> well, that <laughs> clearly, I'm thinking of the you know porn applications. Um, Listeners, if you could see what he's doing, <laughs> there must be a woman right in front of him as he's pantomiming <laughs> using the left hand and the right hand. I'm actually, thinking about it, I'm leaned back in my chair, <laughs> <laughs> and you're jiggling. <laughs> I wasn't really thinking of that, but now that I am, I... Apparently your it was. <laughs> I, where were we again? So, I guess what I'm really saying is I just feel like it's, in a weird way, by by immersing you more into the game, it's going to create kind of a weird isolation in, in, in a way. I mean, can you imagine, like, um, when Riot has these big League of Legends tournaments, if if the ultimate gaming rig becomes these guys laid out on couches with their cyber helmets on, twitching their fingers like this frantically, (laughs) you know, or whatever else. Maybe they have feet things going on too. Or, um, you know, like if they have a bar, you like, you know, beyond gaming. If it's like, if you're, imagine your mom, like 20 years from now is, is into it because everybody else is into it. And she's going to some VR bar or, or, spa or whatever where they give you a pedicure while you're exploring some virtual world or whatever it's crazy to think about what it's going to be like and but yeah they probably have like a headset at you think yeah and ear but, but like headphones. yeah how would what would it like if say you're at like a one of those network game center things and you're playing and you you virtually order like a, I'd like another Coke, please, and somebody comes and gently slips a straw into your mouth. <laughs> oh god, that'd just, be creepy. Wouldn't that be creepy? Like, uh. you can't come up forever, for God's sakes, because you're in the game. I don't know. It's just, it's really weird to think what it's going to be like, you know, or and how technology is going to advance with all the different, you know, like the retina-based um, projection systems. Oh yeah, and, yeah, because they're they're working on that. I couldn't believe that. I saw a news story. I think it was a few months ago that they were able to create a a contact that actually was able to display pixels of light on it. Yeah, that's crazy. Which, I don't know if I'm ready for that to be put in my No, head. I don't need a HUD yet. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's weird. Or what if they get to where they can just interface directly with your optic nerve and Whoa, you, know, you just like, wow. got like Cybernetic a bunch of implants. hardware, you know, yeah. Yeah, because I don't think the good... I'm skeptical that stuff like the Google goggles will take off just because I don't see people wanting to wear glasses. Right. That is kind of a cool experiment. The other thing that's cool is the, uh, there's a, I mean, you'd almost call it augmented reality, but it's like these, I think we've talked about them, these ski goggles you can get that hook up to your Android. Yeah, those were really sweet. And they yeah. give you, like, you, you've got, like, a heads-up display with your map 
Um, you can handle incoming calls. You can make outgoing calls. You can see how much air you get when you jump on a, like a mogul or something or an actual jump. It'll calculate that. It'll show you wind conditions, upcoming weather forecasts, <coughs> mm -hmm. stuff like that. It's pretty awesome. Um, but, uh, yeah, anyway, it's just going to be interesting to see where things go with these with these headsets. Um, I just hope that we're around to see it. Yeah, I do, too. I can't wait to be borged out. Um, in other news, um, Facebook and Zynga are going to end their close relationship. And this is a article from um, BC's um, News and Technology section. And, um, you know, Zynga is the developer of Farmville, it, which was like the the best thing ever about Facebook, I guess, to some people. Not well, to yeah, me. for a good year or so. That's but, what got my mom into Facebook. Oh, yeah. I'm so glad she's moved on from it, though. Now she's playing Restaurant Story, actually, so she's not totally Not totally that. free. But um, at one point at its zenith, it had 82 million players a month Wow. Um, playing that. And um, apparently they've had a bit of a falling out. And um, Facebook is shutting Zynga. Zynga's got its own gaming platform of sorts, some kind of yeah. pseudo social network. Which Zynga's been moving for they moving towards for a while. They they're like, well, you can now play Farmville on our website. Yeah. You can now do stuff independently, and so Facebook Facebook did something similar like this with just with Instagram recently, where just today or yesterday, Instagram shut down displaying photos oh, in line really? on Twitter, uh -huh. which is very convenient considering Facebook just bought. Instagram. <laughs> How could that happen? And it used to be that Twitter and Instagram were united against Facebook, but now oh, that yeah. Facebook bought out Instagram, Instagram's like, well, we're just not going to support allowing you to view photos within your Twitter feed anymore. You need to come to our website to see because that's really the best experience. Oh, yes, of course it mm -hmm. is. Well, um, after Zynga, uh, after the announcement came out that they were no longer going to be able to show progress of their wonderful Farmville exploits, get, you know, updates on Facebook... Um, Zynga's share price fell by 13%. Wow. <laughs> um, in after-hour trading, um, following the news. And they've been having um, job cuts and studio closures for months now, so this is just better news for Zynga. Again, it's, it's karmic. It's it goes same. back to, like... Oh, yeah, copying everybody. That dude. Well, did you yeah. see that infographic from those people that sent us the Nintendo infographic? Yeah. They made an infographic about Zynga, about how being evil pays. Oh, wow. And just, like, this cartoon illustration with these little they're actually little gremlins like they're cartoon versions of gremlins representing Zynga employees and just all the things that Mark Pincus or whatever his name is that's a name yeah has done in terms of like copying things taking people taking his employees stock shares back from them or yeah. telling them they'd be fired if they didn't give them up and and then the whole thing with Tiny Tower oh, and yeah. all that other stuff that they've done and he has a quote that's cited in the infographic that if you want to make money, it's okay to be evil. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the title of the infographic is that being evil pays. Yeah. And it's just like, it's, uh, in some cases, that's true. I think uh, in, Amer in America's business world, some people can get away with that and still be successful financially, but not always. Sometimes things don't go out, don't go well right, and you get yourself in a situation where you don't get a lot of sympathy. Yeah. And and I, I feel sorry for employees, of course, who get displaced and stuff like that. Yeah, I always feel sorry for those people. But then again, you kind of know what you're getting into with Zynga by now. I mean, you can't... Yeah. If, if Zynga offered you, like, a UI um, uh, 
like uh, optimization job or something like that, mm-hmm. wouldn't you kind of go? Mm, eh, You'd have to. I'd have to think about it. It'd have to be a pretty sweet deal, right? Yeah. Golden handcuffs and such. Yeah. Um, so anyway, Facebook's kind of take on this move is that hey, we're just bringing Zynga's relationship in line with all the other game studios. They've had preferential treatment. We're finally le- leveling the pa- playing field four years yeah. later. <laughs> Four years later, after all those countless updates I got from people with their goddamn Farmville that I finally eventually learned how to disable, but I was just, you know, that was just so annoying. To, it's very annoying. And then everybody, like, talking about it and telling me and trying to invite me to play and all these other stupid games. I really just don't like social gaming at all. Um, so anyway, I think it's good. I think, you know... I think it's a good step. I think it's mm-hmm. karma coming back to them, and I think mm-hmm. Facebook shouldn't be, you know, linked so tightly with one studio like that. It makes sense, unless they're going to actually outright own the studio. Yeah. From a business perspective, you know, I, I can see where they're coming from, and if it's not really giving them positive or at least beneficial publicity or marketing, why keep giving preference treatment? Totally makes sense. Now, granted, yeah. they have tons and tons of other business partners. They have like a, a grid of 30 that I can think of in my mind. Oh, yeah. All sorts of Facebook app partners, and they're like the first people to get notice of updates to Facebook so that they can enhance their apps around that and stuff like that. But who knows, maybe with Zynga, that it was even more far-reaching the, the way that their partnership was set up. Yeah, hard to say, but definitely coming to an end, and that's a beautiful thing. Karma, full circle, wondrous. Um and our final story is kind of just a recap of a really good PC Gamer article um, about Notch. They had a really, it was they called it a mega interview, and I have to say it pretty much was, where they talk about his upcoming game, Tin to the Sea, um, his take on micropayments, Kickstarter, and even quantum computing. And it's a, it's a really great read. I highly recommend it. But what's interesting is he talks a bit about... Um, into the sea, which I'm just fascinated with how that game is going to go. You know, how will it be accepted? How will it be... Um, will it be as big as Minecraft? Will it be as big as Minecraft? Will it be even bigger? Will it be closer to, like, Oasis or, you know, the the concept from uh, Ready Player One? Or will, wow. it, will it, like, take EVE online and, like, mm-hmm. flush it down the toilet? Um, and it's really interesting, you know, the, the core concept behind... Escape to the Sea is it's going to be a subscription service. Um, or, I mean, Tin to the Sea. I keep trying to figure out what you're supposed to call this thing. Um, but it's going to be a subscription service in this age where everybody is going with microtransaction models or free-to-play or some hybrid. Um, and he's saying it, and it's really weird. He says that the subscription service will be for one generator. So... What he means by that is one player, say Noah, could buy the generator and we could put it on a ship and then we could all cohabitate uh, on this ship and it would be like, um, like you know, we could relive like the Star Starship Enterprise or something like that where, you know, one of us is subscribed but the rest are still playing kind of on your That's where it's kind of like a spawn copy in Battle.net. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Battle.net. It's really interesting, the concept. Or you could be like an orphaned player looking for someone with a generator. Or you could be a multi-boxer who buys 20 generators and who knows what you do with Why them. Why is it set up like that? Is it so, is, is being a subscriber and running that whole system more technically intensive? 
I don't know. He talks or about expensive. He talks about you know simulating things and simulating NPCs and um, the computer that you have. You know, it's got this like 16-bit computer that you're going to be able to write code for. Which he he talks about how initially he thinks people will be writing um, like an auto dock program so that they can dock their ship. Unless they're a really good pilot, they might want to be able to just dock their ship at a space station with an auto dock program. Well, you won't just have that when you buy your starship or build your starship. Um, that's something you'd have to have in your computer. So, you know, he talks about how... So is the, there going to be a store to buy somebody else's a auto dock program? For people to sell their own <laughs> software yeah. in-game um, really with weird. the in-game currency or something like that. Fascinating where it could it's go. It's intriguing. It it really is. A, it sounds from your description like the next evolution or the next level up from Minecraft, where yeah. it goes a lot deeper than just building blocks. It goes into actual code. Yeah, and he talks about um, another application would be, well, I suppose what you could do is take a turret on your starship and uh, write code to run the turret so it's an auto turret. So do auto auto targeting, auto shooting, and you could equip your starship with that, and that would be a very useful piece of software to acquire. Um, and he talks about how, you know, he's getting hypothetical here, like it doesn't have the details, but he's talking about, well, maybe, you know, your starship will have like a 3D printing facility, so you could you could create like the, you know, the turret, the basic turret form, but then you have to acquire all the materials to build the turret that goes in there. You know, he's just talking about the level of detail it could take to build these different parts of the starship. He's also talking about there's going to be like a ship, like kind of a designer um, built into this, so you can custom build the thing. And he references um, FTL at some points about how <laughs> he wants to make rooms like um, in the ship or compartments like specific, functionally specific. I'm not sure how to create that kind of dynamic, but he's like, I kind of want it to be like FTL, which in FTL, you know, that's like an, kind of an old school ship simulator where you you have one room that's like the the sick bay, and you have another room that's the bridge, and another room is in charge of the tra like the transporter room. You know, very much like Star Trek. You know, old school Star yeah. Trek. Mm -hmm. um, so he's talking about all these concepts that he's trying to put in the game. They have a tech demo up now of it where it's like, a, it looks kind of like, um, almost like uh, Quake 2 in the way the textures are and everything. And it's super fast-paced combat with people just running around shooting each other with guns. So it's not like Eve in that there's no... Um, ambulatory avatar for it. It's not just spaceships. There's actual, you know, you're actually a person running around the ship doing stuff. Um, so you talked about that a little bit. Um, talked about, you know, the, the fact that he's going to go with the subscription model initially and not a, uh, not free to play or anything else. They, the writer asked him a question which I thought was interesting, which was, well, you know, why are you why are you how why aren't you kickstarting this? What do you think of Kickstarter? He thinks Kickstarter is a great idea, especially for people who have a good reputation but aren't, you know, flush with money. He's yeah. like, We're doing so well with money, it just doesn't make sense for us. Not in a bragging way, it just doesn't make sense for us to They have money. Yeah. We have the money, we can bankroll this and uh and uh so that's kind of the way they're going. Um it's anyway, it's a good article. I I think what's interesting to me um, is he is very much involved with, um, as far as Kickstarter goes, he was a, somebody who paid for the Oculus Rift um, Kickstarter. 
So he's expecting to get a dev kit, and he's going to make sure that this game works with that. Cool. And I asked him about Minecraft, and he said um, that's something that could be done, but you know he's kind of disassociated himself from the programming team for that, so he's like, I'm not sure, no, no promises on Minecraft, but definitely for this game. It's going to have the 3D visor support. That's cool. And if it's done the way that he's talking about, because he really wants it to have head tracking, it'll be perf- pretty much perfect. It's like Holodeck, essentially. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Um, so that was good. One of the really interesting thing was they digressed into what what would quantum computing mean if that were to you know emerge in the next few years. And he basically said, well, it'll break the Internet instantly. Because what happens is with quantum computing, you could you could break all the ciphers that we have for encryption almost instantaneously. So everything that's scary. So all you know, all technology for you know, password ciphers, um, everything that we have for VPNs, all that stuff goes by the wayside. Like the second we have quantum computing technology, you know, to a certain number of qubits working it's crazy to think about it was a really good really it's a really interesting article just to see where it all went and he spoke to you know everything really he's kind of a hero of mine obviously yeah. you know like indie developer creates minecraft he's rules the world rules the <laughs> world and you know minecraft is you know nothing revolutionary but he executed it so well and has continued to just take it to you know new levels and mm-hmm. stuff so. he's a really great game designer yeah great game designer this is such a different smart. game smart guy obviously yeah. when he talks about you know things like that but uh yeah anyway just a good article not really super news but it's good to know that um they're they're really moving on this uh game yeah i, I really look forward to playing it and that's everything we have in our formerly formerly known as Introgeddon section. <laughs> and next up we have just some listener feedback, and I'm, I'm not going to reiterate or, or spell it out, but I just wanted to say thank you to the people so far we've heard from who are excited about our upcoming format change. We're really happy to hear that you guys right away were psyched about it and excited, yeah. and we're excited too. Who knows how it's going to go, but we think that's going to be pretty fun no matter what. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be, it's going to harken back to the old days when we kind of were really involved with these MMOs and Mm -hmm. all had our differing opinions, but I hope we can just capture some of our firsthand experiences as we see these games that maybe some of you have seen, but maybe we'll be seeing them in a new light because we've kind of been on a hiatus for several years. Right. I mean, definitely me. And I want to apologize too. Also for Mark, and the reason that I wanted to is because last week when we were talking about the up, we were, we were talking about our new content plan. I was thinking about it from my perspective in that I haven't played an MMO I don't think until since since Warhammer. Oh yeah, which is like 2009. Yeah, maybe when we used to just play um, the their battleground equivalent. Like oh yeah, over and over and over. It was so that fun was, though. That, that was, was really fun, especially in the one to ten range. Yeah, was the best. Then you got to level eleven. And yeah, it wasn't as cool. I just really liked that way they did that. So much fun, but but the, but when I was talking about everything, I was like, yeah, we're gonna get back in MMOs. But the fact of the matter is, is that I haven't been in MMOs for three years now. I, I played a little bit of the Old Republic beta last year, but that was only like a few hours. Yeah. So I feel really removed. But Mark, on the other hand, has actually been actively involved in MMOs for the last year playing lots of different stuff yeah for the last few years 
Yeah, some to different degrees. I mean, um, I think I tried um, Champions Online and was, you know, it, it seemed at first awesome and then it became less awesome the more I played it. <laughs> and then um, DC Universe, I liked that, but it just couldn't keep me. Um, um, Star Wars Old Republic, um, played that with a max level character and really liked it. But it, again, it wasn't something that just kept me. There was just too many other games out there to play. You were really committed to that story, though, for quite a while. I love the story of the, um, like the Sith. Uh, was it the Sith Lord? Sith Warlord um, or something? No, or? it was like a Marauder or warrior. A, a warrior, yeah. Yeah. The uh, I'm trying to guard. Oh, what the hell are they? Called? I can't remember the tanky one for the Sith. But that was a, a juggernaut. I really loved yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, which was basically like the Darth Vader equivalent. And it was really a great... It was a great storyline. I had a blast with it. And tried enough of the other um, classes and stuff and factions that I realized they all had really good storylines. And, it, you know, they were all a bunch... Of, it would have been really cool to play them all because it'd be kind of like... Each one of those storylines would be like the equivalent of a regular Bioware title. Yeah. You know? But I just... I don't know. I just there were so many other things to try so I kind of phased out of that then uh, Secret World came out and I played that quite a bit but never maxed out a character mm -hmm. have a lot of respect for it and I still stick with the thought that it's kind of like a spiritual successor to bleh, spiritual successor to City of Heroes in, in a lot of ways for me um, it doesn't have a lot of the stuff that City of Heroes has and they're not superheroes but there's something about it that feels just about just right the, yeah the feel of it in general yeah something about the feel um, and then of course um, you actually Guild played Wars. Guild Wars 2 and I liked that a lot too I yeah. really liked it I liked the uh, vistas which were hard to get to places like jumping puzzles that you'd get to and watch other people struggle to wonder how the hell did you get up there and watch them fall and continue to miss jumps and it was just a blast to be up there and taunt them and stuff so that game is, is really it's got some really good points to it that I liked quite a bit but again not enough to, to hold me so this will be really fun to kind of force ourselves to play yeah an MMO and to kind of um, you know stick with it and just kind of look at look at it from the light side and try and see what's humorous about it and try and hopefully yeah. tell and, that and recognize that there's fun stuff too I mean and we're not going to goon squad the whole thing by any means we're going to play oh, it oh yeah but there's there's going to be opportunities for really fun stories and yeah humorous moments and all of other stuff especially because so. it's World of Warcraft we'll get Baron's oh, yeah. chat going <laughs> so that'll be that'll be really awesome. Getting back in touch with our teenage friends. Yeah, our teenage angst. Yeah. Did you want to talk to me about what we're playing? Um, sure. Just yeah, briefly. Um, just the briefest. Briefest bits. Um, then we'll wrap it up. What did you? What have What have you been playing this week? I still haven't played any video games. The only thing I've played in the last month, I think, is episode five of Walking Dead, which I talked about last time, but. I did have a fun Dungeons and Dragons session, and it ended up being a surprise session because this time, once again, somebody did not show up. We waited oh, and waited for this person, but it wasn't the thief. This time it was our dwarf, who has oh. been there every other time. And he, he's, this guy's personality is kind of like Phil's, where he says just random bullshit with oh, a yeah. straight face. And that's the, just the, the way he. The person or the character the person oh wow. is like this where he just makes random uncomfortable statements and that's his sense of humor and he's just kind of weird and he kind of was role-playing the dwarf that way and i and i think dan as well who's, who's dungeon 
mastering this game running that running the game we think of dwarves in this stereotype of like they're loud and boisterous and yeah and whatnot and granted this dude's dwarf character has like a negative one charisma <laughs> Not a so but he you know like he hardly ever says anything yeah he's really good strategically when it comes to battles he thinks of really cool stuff but i just felt there was such a ripe opportunity to play that loud brash yeah. side of dwarves that people like to think of and so I took over his character. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> and he has this really obnoxious shoeless thing where like he collects one shoe at least of every monster that we defeat. Oh wow. And it's a necklace. It's really gross. So he burned that. <laughs> <laughs> that's something he's had since the very first game. And he has this wand of excavation that was like a really awesome wand. It's worth five thousand gold and it instantly removes a five by five grid of whatever it is you pointed at. Oh wow. Rock uh building stuff like that there's so many opportunities for that and i just don't know if he's gonna really use it so he gave it to my character (laughs) (laughs) but beyond that wow he also decided to get into a drinking contest with the art the thief and then the druid girl daenerys denara in the real world uh, she decided to get into it too and to delineate the characters i had to do my bad scottish accent and the only other accent that i have that's pseudo understandable is my country accent so i was using country southern accent for my main character which i was usually trying to use british accent but if i were trying to jump back and forth between british and scottish that would have just totally been a cluster so i had to talk with myself i had to argue myself and at one point i just said i'm not going to participate in your drinking game so me and the half work woman we're going to go downstairs and explore the it was like this pirate ship that had tried to attack a town the town of retaliated defeated the pirates and then turned the ship into a tavern oh wow so the upper deck was the main bar area then there was games and stuff in the lower deck and there was like a dungeon type area in the the bottom of the boat and so my regular character and the orc i'm like hey let's go downstairs and see what's downstairs in the game area so that i didn't have to talk to myself we had this awesome. awesome uh drinking contest and the girl she's like she can hold her own drinking in real life the thief girl uh-huh. and she's like i can drink she's like i can drink you under the table da, da, da. and i don't drink at all it really, pretty right. so it's really weird because i have really strong constitution in the game right so we were just like slamming them and slamming them slam- and i was <laughs> outlasting her and we started off with vodka equivalent oh, wow. and she had to change to whiskey because it was hitting her too hard she's like i can drink whiskey and i'm like all right let's keep going <laughs> and uh, ultimately a bunch of bugbears came up to try to uh, kill us and so we had to stop Oh, I thought maybe they joined the drinking game. I was hoping they would, but they were after us because we killed a whole... Well, we got in a fight with one of the, with a group of them. They run this, like, underworld syndicate thing oh, where yeah. they run the black market and everything. We got in a fight with them, like, several sessions ago, and then a bunch of tree ants came to life and killed them and flung oh, wow. them. Like, footballing distances. <laughs> and so now they were out for our blood, and... Me and the orc lady going downstairs ended up catching their attention. They were running bouncer duty there. Oh. And when they saw me and her, they came. We, when we went back upstairs, they came and confronted us all. And now we have to pay 10,000 gold or lose this dude that they've made captive. And Maybe that wand of excavation could pay half of well, it. Well, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to get into the boat yeah. and like use the wand of excavation on the boat Sink and just see what happens. <laughs> it's been grounded. Yeah. Maybe nothing happened. But I don't want to lose that because that's way too cool of a tool. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. So I, I, hopefully we got we have three days or four days during ten thousand gold. Wow. And we have like a couple big quests that we might get five thousand seventy five hundred for, and then plus Dan has brought in the whole st- 
my whole character's backstory it let some of the most primary conflicts of my character oh, that's so cool. finally and then the other players don't know it only he and i know it so now i have to like actually reveal to them my dark past so oh nice should be cool cool Used stuff to coming be a up stripper yeah. yeah um cool well what about I, you i played um a game an indie game called terraria which is like a 2d minecraft sort of but terra really got into that it's on crack yeah she's way ahead of me on raptor and uh, Bob, my friend Bob, is like playing the hell out of it right now. And then Dan, Dan likes it, yeah. Yeah, his little Dan special feels, castle. Yeah, he's got that going, which I haven't yet seen. He's still probably preparing it for me to not be able to do anything. Sabotage it. Yeah, played that a bit, and um, I'm surprised you played that because I watched the video for it. And I'm like, Bleh. but you liked Minecraft. Yeah, it's just like Legos, digital Legos. Yeah. And then um, I've been playing League of Legends, um, the new uh, season. That's right, pre season three. three. It's crazy. They've changed a bunch of stuff, which I was still trying to yeah. understand. Yeah. There's some items that become other items after certain events happen in the game. Your boots can have these enchantments you can buy on them. In They've really to added the, a lot of complexity um, to it. Yeah, the interface is different. Now you have hotkeys for your items. So if your items have an active mode, uh, it's one through six on the keypad, which is really Thank something I wanted. You. Yeah. It, it also shows how far along you are in the progression of your skills visually That's so on, nice. um, on the screen. And, of course, they changed all the masteries around. But I really like them. So I, I, I liked the new um, selections. So played a couple games with that so far, or one game. And uh, that's been really fun. And uh, just getting my WoW account going. Um, I, I logged in for a little bit as a, a Blood Elf monk and ran around and said, ah, I'm just going to wait till we really do this. Yeah, don't so, spoil your appetite. No, I didn't do a panda because I didn't want to ruin that. So Yeah. Um, but I logged in with that, and I think that's been pretty much it. Um, not much else to report. So. Cool. Yeah. Well, listeners, we're going to end it here hope that you have a good week and we hope that some of you may be able to join us in our upcoming World of Warcraft adventures. We're just going to keep teasing you about this for the rest of the month, I guess. And we'll we'll still be recording episodes. The week before Christmas might be a little bit tricky. We'll hopefully figure something out. And then, of course, Christmas week might be tricky. So those are some unknowns. We'll outsource that one. Yeah. (laughs) But in the meantime, if you have any comments you want to share with us or any World of Warcraft advice, send it into mail. M-A-I-L. At channelmaster.com. Thank you for listening to our show.